following audio is from St Nick's Durham. As a church, we exist to love God, love people and love Durham. We hope that this sermon will serve you well as a supplement to your regular Bible reading, prayer and participation in your local church. For more information about St Nick's Durham, directions or resources, please visit stnicks.org.uk. The reading this morning can be found on page 1003 of the Church Bibles. It's taken from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. So that's page 1003. Jesus forgives and heals a paralyzed man. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it, and then lowered the mat the man was laying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does the fellow talk like this? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, Why are you thinking these things? Which is easier, to say to this paralyzed man, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up, take your mat, and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Jesus calls Levi and eats with sinners. Once again, Jesus went out beside the lake. A large crowd came to him, and he began to teach them. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him. And Levi got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but those who are ill. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. This is the word of the Lord. Well, good morning. 
Shall we pray? Our Lord and God, you are the great physician. Out of your love, heal our infirmities, heal our souls by the forgiveness of our sins. And may we this day heed your voice to follow where you lead. Amen. Children are smart, and they can be crafty. My children are rather crafty. Parents, you know that moment at bedtime. Teeth are brushed, pajamas are on, stories have been read, and you just want them to go to sleep. But instead, please, Daddy, one more story, just one more story. No, darling, I read you two already. But kids are crafty. Daddy, tell me a story about Jesus. All right, darling, fine. And I always start by telling my kids, the most important thing we could ever ask is the question, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? And at the heart of our story today, or two stories actually, is that question, who is Jesus? I love today's stories. Now Jesus is revealing more and more to the crowds of who he is. It's like here in Mark's gospel, the gas is being turned on and we're cooking. So far, he's gone about the region up in Capernaum, healing and teaching, and crowds are following him, and things are quite exciting wherever he goes. But in our readings today, we see for the first time in the gospel of Mark, Jesus encountering opposition to his ministry. And what I love is Jesus' response to this opposition. What does he do? He goes on and he continues to save us anyway. As we will see, he is the healer who comes. He is the healer who heals our brokenness and forgives our sins. But I have to admit, I actually really like this story mostly uh, because I think it's funny. (laughs) Imagine Jesus, this great man of God. He's come back to our town. We've all heard about his last visit. We've heard about his teachings. We've heard about his healings, and we want to go see what he does. So we follow the crowds out to the house where he is, and we work our way in, and the house is so packed and so full that nobody else can get in. And there he is. He speaks. He's teaching, and we hang on every word he says. It's amazing. We don't quite understand what he's saying, but we know something of importance is being said, and we want to know more. So there we are, in the house, people packed around us, listening to Jesus, and all of a sudden something falls on our head. Don't take notice for the first time, but the second time, what is going on up there? And you see the roof tiles being pulled away. Now I always wonder at Jesus' reaction. Did he continue to preach? Did he try to continue his message? Did he try to continue? I imagine he laughed. I imagine seeing mirth in his eyes as he looks up and he sees the tiles being pulled away. Or the smirk on his face as he turns to Peter sitting there watching his roof being pulled away. What's going on? But Jesus doesn't reproach the men for damaging the roof. 
Instead, Jesus takes notice of their faith. And as the man is presented before him, Jesus says in verse 5, Son, your sins are forgiven. It's probably far from what the men had expected to hear. And it's quite the statement, actually. As the scribes will notice, he's not witnessing to what God has done. He's not witnessing to the fact that this man is forgiven. He's actually forgiving this man. He's affecting that forgiveness. Son, your sins are forgiven. Yes, this man is paralyzed. But he suffers from something more crippling that goes much deeper. A crippling that comes from sin. The man's friends brought him to Jesus to be healed of his paralysis. But Jesus affects a deeper healing. And it would appear that Jesus is able to see into the man's heart. And he releases him from this burden that possibly he had carried, not even knowing it, for many, many years. Many, many years ago in my life, well before I was married, I lived in Central America for a year, over a year actually. And for six months of that year, I volunteered at an orphanage in Honduras. And nearly every evening, I would sit on the steps outside one of the, one of the children's housing, and I would look out at this most glorious sunset. Every night was the same, better than before, amazing, unique, perfect, beautiful. And I'd sit there, and I would pray, and I would talk with God. And one evening, while enjoying the sunset, uh, God gave me a message for the boy behind me at the window. So I looked behind me, and, and there was Ronnie sitting in the window, also enjoying the same sunset. So Ronnie, he was about 14 years, o- years old, really smart, and he was always getting into trouble of some sort or another, which is why he was actually in this particular house. Um, but the message God gave me was simple. Uh, so simple, in fact, I, I thought maybe it just was my imagination. I was making it up myself. But I went to Ronnie and I told him the message anyway. Tú eres especial y Dios te amo. You are special and God loves you. Now the moment I said it, I knew that it wasn't just my imagination. I knew that what I had said to him was quite profound by the way he reacted to my message. He looked at me, and what he said in his eyes told me that what I had said to him meant something. It was important. Like little Ronnie, like you and me, the paralytic in our story today is a unique individual created in the image of God. There was no one ever like him before, and there will never be one like him ever again. And Jesus knew what this man needed. Son, your sins are forgiven. But according to the scribes, he's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins except God alone? Good question. Exactly. Who? The scribes asserted that only God could forgive sins. And that is true. Yet this is exactly what Jesus is doing. And what we begin to see here is that Jesus is very much more than just a healer, very much more than just a teacher or just a prophet. What we begin to see, what Jesus is revealing to us here, is something of his true identity. 
the beginnings of why the apostles and the church would come to speak of Jesus as God. And what we see here revealed is a picture of a God who cares, who sees into our innermost being, who knows better than even we know what it is that we need and gives to us the forgiveness that heals our souls. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are opened, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden. Jesus knew what they were thinking in their hearts. Which is easier? To say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and take your mat? Anyone could say, your sins are forgiven, but there's no way to prove or disprove it. But the claim to work a miracle could be verified right then and there. Jesus will do what is harder as a sign of his authority to do what is easier. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins. And there it is. For the first time in this gospel, Jesus calls himself, refers to himself as the Son of God. And he will do this more and more and more throughout the gospel, leading up to his passion and his trial, trial and passion. Maybe, in the end, healing a paralyzed man is actually easier, considering the high price that the forgiveness of sins will actually cost Jesus. I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. And the man does exactly that. This man begins a new life, physically healed, yes. But the healing is proof that he is truly forgiven. This is an outward sign of an interior liberation, an outward sign of an inward grace brought about by Jesus forgiving sins. Our second story, The Call of Levi, picks up on these themes of sickness and sin, healing and forgiveness. Like the four fishermen in chapter one, Levi is going about his workday. He probably had heard what was upset about Jesus, maybe seen the crowds following him, maybe heard from afar the things that Jesus had said, but then this day, his life, it changes forever. Jesus is passing by, and he speaks the word, follow me. Whereas the fishermen would have been considered respectable members of society, Levi, later called Matthew, uh, the author of Matthew's gospel, supposedly, uh, who would write, the, who would write the, math, uh, the gospel, was a man of disrepute. He was despised. He was a tax collector. And now, uh, differently than back then, uh, when tax collectors were more like members of the mafia, they were considered to be traitors to their countrymen uh, and working for the Romans and occupying power, uh, and they used their authority to extort money from their fellows, to skin a little bit on the, off the top uh, for themselves. But Jesus comes to Levi, and he says, follow me. And Levi does this without question. My son, Marco, uh, enjoying the sermon, uh, he sometimes hems and haws about going to Sunday school. But the other week, just before Christmas, uh, Leanne, uh, with, our, with our children in the hall, um, she did something very, very interesting. Um, now, her lesson... 
uh, was great that Sunday, and it was just before Christmas, and the talk was about Jesus as light in the darkness. But really what most impressed me by what Leanne did is that as she walked by Marco, she said to me, she said to Marco, come on, Marco, we're going to talk about Star Wars, and she just walked on. Now, this was a moment of parenting genius, I must say, uh, that I can only watch and marvel at. Marco just got up, and he followed. And sometimes for me, it takes about 10 minutes to get Marco to do anything, really. Uh, But Levi, he got up, and he followed Jesus. Jesus knew what was in Levi's heart. He knew what he needed. He knew what to say. And Jesus is the one who calls us, and we are meant to follow him as well. In preparation for the sermon, I came across the words of St. Bede on this matter. By follow, he meant not so much the movement of feet as of the heart, the carrying out of a way of life. For one who says that he lives in Christ ought himself to walk just as he walked, not to aim at earthly things, not to pursue perishable gains, but to flee base praise to embrace willingly the contempt of all that is worldly for the sake of heavenly glory, to do good to all, to inflict injuries upon no one in bitterness, to suffer patiently those injuries that come to oneself, to ask God's forgiveness for those who oppress, never to seek one's own glory, but always God's, and to uphold whatever helps one loves heavenly things. This is what is meant by following Christ. So what happens next? Well, they had dinner. Like the paralytic, Levi's life has been totally changed by this encounter with Jesus, and now their relationship is being solidified by the sharing of a common meal. And now others have been invited as well. Jesus is having dinner with sinners and tax collectors, and the scribes and Pharisees, they take notice. Why does he eat? with sinners and tax collectors, they ask. And in response, Jesus utters one of the greatest sayings that gives us insight to who he is and his mission. It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but those who are ill. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. St. Gregory Nazianzen said, To blame Jesus for mingling with sinners would be like blaming the physician for associating closely with sick people. Jesus is a physician, and he has come to heal us. On one level, this is displayed by all the miracles he's performed so far in Mark's gospel. But the ill Jesus is talking about here are the tax collectors and the sinners. He has come to heal us from the worst of all sicknesses. He came to heal sin. In this, Jesus is assuming the role of God himself. God is the great physician, and the great sickness is our chronic rebellion, which is our unbelief. The scribes and Pharisees, they don't understand this. Their expectation is that God would act on behalf of the righteous rather than the sick and the sinners. But what is happening here? The sick are being made healthy, and sinners are brought into right relationship with God. They're being made righteous. So in conclusion, 
I'd like to uh, quote the words of Mary Healy in her commentary on Mark's gospel. If a paralyzed man is an image of someone who cannot help himself, who needs the help of others to carry out some basic task of life, then all human beings are paralyzed in relation to God. None of us can approach God with self-sufficiency, relying on our own strength. All of us have been incapacitated in one way or another by sin and need the faith of others. Whether parents or teachers, colleagues, friends, even strangers, we need them to carry us to Jesus, especially in times of spiritual darkness, confusion, or fatigue. Jesus, our Lord and God, is the great physician. He sees into our innermost being and knows what ails us. He has the authority to forgive sins. He heals the sickness of rebellion and death, and he can make us whole. Let us submit our burdens to him. May we live a life of freedom in Christ and follow him where he leads. And may we walk the way he walks, putting off the trappings of earthly gain. May we seek to gain an ever deeper riches in our relationship with God. And let's not follow him alone. He is the one who brings us into right relationship with God and one another. May we, by God's grace, have sufficient faith to bring others to the healer, to be brave enough to point fellow beggars to the source of bread. In asking the question, who is Jesus? May we come to see, may we come to sit at his feet and listen to all that he has to say. And may he open our lips to confess him as Lord and as God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St. Nick's Durham podcast. If you would like to hear more sermons and teaching like this, then subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about St. Nick's, visit our website at stnicks.org.uk.